Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. And it reads like this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Well, a new year brings new goals for all of you, uh, or at least I hope that it does. Uh, I, uh, as many people, like to use the new year as a reset time, uh, mostly because it's a nice, even thing. Uh, and so, uh, some of the goals that we set are personal goals, like losing weight or getting a new job. Some of our goals are more familial, like some of my own thoughts for our church that you'll be getting in your inboxes this week. Some of our goals are inevitably and hopefully spiritual, like reading our Bible or praying more. It's a combination of all of these goals that brings us to our series to start the year called Get In Shape. And this series is going to be all about you and who God created you to be. We're going to spend time diving into our own lives by looking at five areas of gifts that each of us possesses. Spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Shape, right? S-H-A-P-E. All right, so all of you, Every single one of you, including the people in this room and the people who are online, all of you have a shape to your life. This series will hopefully help you along this path of discovering who you are, of discovering what your shape is, how it is that God has designed you to be. And so we begin this morning with the S in shape, which is spiritual gifts. And in the scripture we read this morning, Paul writes to the Romans that they should not think of themselves more highly than they ought. His reasoning is very simple. Everyone brings something to the table in the house of God. Ministry, I like to think of it as a church potluck where the meal is incomplete without Aunt Jean's homemade pie or Joe's potato bake. The analogy that Paul uses is not a food analogy. The analogy Paul uses more than once in Scripture is that the church is a body. In verses 4 through 6 in the same chapter, he says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. See, he says that each person is a crucial member in the body. Every gift is necessary for the body to function at full capacity. 
And it kind of makes sense because in our own bodies, to be at full function and full capability, we need all of our parts. <laughs> Can we function without a finger? Sure. Would we like to function without our fingers? Probably not. Because at some point, if something is missing from our body, our body is not complete. We cannot do everything that we were designed to do. And so he says that the church also has many parts. And the list of these parts is quite extensive, right? There's a lot of, of lists of spiritual gifts, all right? And so uh, we're going to look at them. Here's, here's our lists. Uh, and so if you're watching from home, you'll get them up on your screen. In Romans 12, uh, you have uh, the gifts of prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, and mercy. In 1 Corinthians 12, you have word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, apostle, teacher, helping, administration, guidance. In Ephesians 4, apostle, prophet, evangelist, a pastor, shepherd, and teacher. In 1 Peter 4, you have speaking and serving. And then finally, in Exodus 31, you have the gift of craftsmanship. And so these gifts, these gifts are given to us by God. And every one of us has gifts. Now, that's not to say that all of them are going to be present in all of us. How great would that be, right? You get every single gift. It's like getting your entire Christmas list at Christmas. But everyone, we are told in Scripture, has at least one gift. Everybody has a gift that has been given from the Lord. Not something we've earned or developed, right? We can work on our gifts, but they're ultimately given to us by the Lord. And you can probably think of someone with these gifts if you were to actually sit down and look at them, right? Think of, think of craftsmanship, right? This is someone who seems to work easily with raw materials, somebody who can envision and craft just about anything in their wheelhouse. Think of the apostle, a person who leads the way in the church, innovating and starting new ministries, leading others to deeper faith. Think of the gift of encouragement, someone who's always offering words of affirmation and uplifting messages to you and to others, even if their own life isn't even that great. See, we all have these gifts, friends. All of us have gifts and Paul says that not one of them is less important to the church than any of the others. Not one. And so the problem that arises in the church is that the enemy knows that we have been given these awesome gifts to build God's kingdom. Which means that we are going to take away from his kingdom. right? Because God's kingdom cannot share space with the enemy's kingdom. Okay? Amen? Makes sense? So in Ephesians 4, Jesus points out this. It says that Jesus gave these gifts to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Right? So he says these gifts have been given for the sake of ministry, for kingdom-building activity. The problem the enemy has is that he can't take away a gift that God has given. So what he does instead is the next best thing, which is convince us not to use them. Typically, there are two lies 
which many of you who are watching today have believed about your gifts. The first is that you have no gifts to offer. Well, we just a minute ago established that that is a lie. That scripture tells us every single one of us is gifted in some way. We may not know what your gift is yet, but you do bring something to the table. And it doesn't matter that you've believed otherwise for a long time. Because ultimately, Scripture says that God loves you and has gifted you to be a vital part of his body. In other words, you matter to the world. But the second lie that is often used by the enemy here is that your gifts are less important than someone else's. And they are therefore unnecessary or unneeded in the church. Let me read to you a good chunk of scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and see if you catch the truth. It says this, starting in verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, and every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. See, your gifts matter, right? You might look at your life and you think, I only have small things to offer to God. I only bring small things to my church. But Paul says that there are no small things in the kingdom of God. That when we are given gifts, they are necessary and needed by the other people in our midst. That we don't have to have the gifts, as Paul puts it, that are presentable, right? The ones that are on the stage, the ones that are out in front of people, the, the face of the church type gifts. He says those, those don't function like they should without those that are in the background, right? Because you remember, administration was on the gift list. Isn't that awesome? Right? There are these gifts that you, you don't have to be out in front of people with. <laughs> and so all of us has a gift, and our gifts are needed in the body. Not only are they needed, they're necessary for the body to flourish. Right? Let me encourage you for a minute. You are not an appendix, my friends. <laughs> you are arms and legs and hearts and lungs and bones. Your life matters in the kingdom of God which means that your life matters to all of us. See, you are gifted. You have 
You have Holy Spirit power coursing through your veins this morning. Gifts that have been given by God to build the kingdom of God, to add value to your family, to minister to your community, to participate in the body of Christ, to prophesy and heal and lead and give. We are gifted. You are gifted this morning. And so it's time for us as the body, as, as gifted parts of the body, specifically designed with roles in the body of Christ, it's time for us to speak the truth over the lies of the enemy. Like Jesus, who spoke truth of the scripture over the lies of the enemy at his temptation in the desert. It's time that we accept the truth about who we are, which is that we matter, that we are loved that we are gifted, that we bring something to the table this morning. Okay, so, so I, want you, I want you to speak it out with me, all right? And literally, I want you to speak it with me, okay, if you're home, right? Okay, here's what we're going to say. We're going to say, I matter. I am loved. I am gifted. I bring something to the table, all right? Say it with me. I matter. I am loved. I am gifted. I bring something to the table. See, we should, we should speak this until we believe it this morning, because this is the truth of Scripture. And there is nothing that holds power like Scripture, like the Word of God. And if you still aren't convinced, I encourage you this morning to look no further than the communion table. Because see, Jesus, Jesus wouldn't willingly break his body. Jesus wouldn't willingly shed his blood. He wouldn't accept the cross unless you mattered. Unless you are loved. Unless you are bringing something to the table. Because your existence, who we are, who we were created by God to be, took Jesus to the cross. Jesus doesn't willingly do it unless we matter. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense at all. Because we're prone to look at our lives. We're prone to look at the things we're doing. And we think, how would the world be any different without me? Especially in this season, right? I don't know about you guys, but 2020, I have felt was like the most ineffective year of my life. Right? I came out of seminary. I got done with seminary in the spring, all trained up to lay hands on people and to see miracles happen. And then we go into a season where I'm not allowed to touch anybody. I'm not allowed to see anybody. Right? I preach to the camera and it's been the most awkward experience for me, mostly because I don't even know half of you, but you guys come in and you're like, you're doing great. And I was like, I don't even know you. It was, this has been a hard year. And yet, in the midst of that, I have to be reminded and remind myself that I matter, that I am loved by God, that I still, even in this season, bring something to the table. And that is true for all of us. And so as you take communion this morning, which I hope you have prepared. 
As you take communion during this next song, I want you to recognize that the bread and that juice is confirmation that you matter to Jesus. You matter. You are gifted. Your existence matters. And so I want to invite you to take communion, to worship your heart out for the God who has gifted you this morning. Let me pray, and we'll take communion and sing together. Lord, we are so thankful that our gifts do not depend on us, that it is not something we have earned, it's something you've given us, God. So I pray, Lord, for those who feel like they don't matter this morning, for those who feel like they aren't bringing anything to the table. God, I pray that you would encourage their hearts. I pray that you would help them to figure out their shape this month, to see where their spiritual gifts lie, and to flourish in them. I pray, God, for all of us, that as we operate in our gifts, you would bless each move. We offer ourselves, God, our lives, our gifts. We give them all for your service in your kingdom. To take our place in the body. To do what we've been called to do. We offer ourselves to you, Lord, just as you offered yourself to us. So bless this communion that we take this morning, this bread and this juice. God, make it for us like the body and blood of Jesus and remind us in it that we matter, that we matter so much that you died for us. So speak into our lives today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.